Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of World of Wellness Podcast. You're a grateful host, Megan Zucra here. Happy to be here. Today, we have a special guest, Adil Panton. This is an absolutely, basically mind-pending episode, if you ask me. <laughs> it was funny re-watching it because there's so many things that I miss in the middle of the conversation because it was just that much to grasp. Um, but it's so enlightening and we talk a lot about self-knowledge and self-awareness and knowing ourselves and the importance of that. And Adele has been a holistic health practitioner for almost 37 years. He, he's a practicing Buddhist and he's a Qigong teacher and he's also a massage therapist. So enjoy this conversation because it was just awesome. And without further ado, here's Adele. Okay. Adele, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. You have no idea how excited I am. Actually, you can probably tell. (laughs) Um, Would you mind starting by introducing yourself to the listeners? Sure. My name is Adil Panton. I'm a health practitioner. I work on helping people become optimize their health by producing introduce them to a means of empowering themselves to really take total responsibility for their life experience on the planet. And I use um, uh, practical means of massage, health coaching, uh, the martial arts of teaching Qigong and Tai Chi, and also by being a health coach, and now lately, an, an author. And is this uh, this is the book you're talking about with the author? That is, that is the book, Claim Your Happiness. Yes. Um, that was inspired my, by my clients, actually, and friends that I meet, and just having conversation dialogue inspired me to find something deeper myself that I could share with them, and I and I also learn from. I think that these it's um, claim your happiness, practical poetry for life, love, and self. And I've read thirty-seven of the poems so far, and they are they hit hard and they're very, they're very relatable and also very meaningful and they make yes. you think, which I think is yes. very powerful. Yes, 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 yes. The, the book is, is intended to open you up to your unlimited potential and ability. Get you to recognize how deeper your life is and how great you are as, as a person. Overall, yeah. that's my intention. Um, so, Tell me a little bit about your background and how you came to being where you are right now today Uh, and teaching what you teach. Okay. (laughs) It's an interesting journey. I was born in Cuba and in 1956, I'm now 65 years old and um, born in Cuba by uh, my parents uh, during the time of the um, Cuban revolution, um, left Cuba. They, we had two departures. I left. It sent me to Jamaica. I was raised by my grandmother. I spent 10 years with my grandmother in Jamaica. While they came to America to find um, security, more or less, and you know, advancement. And at 10 years old, we reunited with them in New York, Brooklyn, New York. And it was a very hostile situation for me coming from the islands. Uh, it was very peaceful. And coming to New York was very rough. And I had to really navigate my way, way through that That conditions. You know, Bob Marl is, is lovable right now all over the world. But when I came to America in 1967, if you're from the West Indies and had an accent, it was like you have to fight <laughs> to really maintain your sustenance of who you are. So I had to learn how to really defend myself, uh, you know, just uh, physically and mentally. 
to make it to New, um, uh, New York. So I, New York took me to high school, and from high school I escaped from New York and went to Howard University in D.C., spent another eight years there, and um, once again been exposed to many things and um, just realized that uh, I was not happy in the things I was finding out and basically just started had to do some soul searching. Um, and it basically led me to Buddhism in the, in the 80s. In 1985, I became a, a Buddhist, SGI Nichiren Nichiren Buddhist. And that's where my human revolution really started, you know, uh, really starting to go deep inside and connecting what was great on the inside of me and now working through it and discovering um, massage and discovering health as being a number one priority for all human beings. I really became very uh, passionate about health and developed my interest in study about health. Couldn't get enough of it, so I studied many things, numerology, astrology, uh, acupuncture, shiatsu, all different modalities and um, principles of health, and this became just like a, a, a more or less a, a buffet of all these different modalities and understanding and learning, and, and over a while, while to incorporate all into me, create my own deep awareness and understanding of what life is. Was Buddhism your introduction to the numerology and things like that? Uh, which came first? Good question. Um, I have to go back and I search. No, no, no. Those things came first. Numerology, astrology came first. I went from um, being raised Catholic to Islam. And then Islam, find that, that uh, there was more. That's when I started exploring more esoteric things like numerology and astrology and um and one occasion, uh, being a student at Howard University, a friend of mine's sister was a Buddhist, and she came and told me to chant Nam Yoho Renge Kyo. And I told, thought it was totally asinine and stupid. How oh, can you chant these words and change these words and change your life? But I did it for about a week, and then it just basically disappeared. Then seven years later, living in D.C., I rediscovered it. And when I took it seriously and started chanting, that's when I started to open up to inside, you know, how unhappy I was, and I actually had to go deeper and find in true meaning and purpose for life and start to get more, more calm and at peaceful with myself. And then want to share that, that reality with other people. So Buddhism came after. Okay. Um, what, what, where, and how did you study Buddhism? I started studying Buddhism in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, and like I said, I was introduced by a, a fellow Buddhist and, um, it was too good to be true. Couldn't believe what he was saying. Couldn't believe it. You know, like at that time, I was so tainted by all my other experiences. I didn't know who to trust. And I was a history major in school, so I, I knew I could do the research myself. And I basically did this research and tried to prove it wrong or find the, the flaws in it. And I couldn't find any flaws. I kept on trying to find holes. And it was hard because the, it says basically... You the, you, you the person has to change, not, not the environment, society has to change, you have to change, you know? So I had to really look at myself and start doing some um, deeper work of what we call human revolution, change myself first. Like Gandhi says, change yourself first. If you want the world to be different, you gotta change yourself first. So I had to do the work. Your life is an inside job. And that's what I had to come to realize. And it's been a beautiful experience because every time I um, further the practice of chanting, I, I feel totally, enlightened and happy and enlightened is nothing other than the fusion of reality and wisdom it's not something outside of our uh spoke scope of understanding and awareness um do you i i 
think this is Buddhism. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but the state of being in jhana while you're meditating, is that Buddhism? Say it again. Uh, the state of being in jhana or experiencing jhana, is that a Buddhist term? Yeah, well, we, we want you to realize um, when you, you, you're chanting to tap into your wisdom. Yeah. To transform your outer world or trans or transfer the inner world that's not at peace with the true content, which is yourself, great self. So wherever you are in your life, by chanting, you can really deepen your awareness and bring forth wisdom and compassion, just like the Buddha himself. Compassion, wisdom, and courage is what the Buddha, why people more or less, you know, appreciate the Buddha, is level of awareness, compassion, and wisdom. But we all have that. We all have a great degree of compassion, wisdom, and courage. We just don't know how to tap into it. And chanting so, uh, allows you to do that. How does that allow us to do that? Well, chant, sound of vibration is the universal principle in, in all of existence. Sound of vibration opens up the door to your inner wisdom. You know, sound goes, sound travels where, where, where there's not light. So there's an inner world that's, that, is, that is not easily accessible to us. When you chant, the vibration activates the power in you to create results. I'm taking notes. <laughs> The, so so it's kind of like when we're singing there's that vibration of our exactly, throat and that exactly. radiates through our body yes 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 and this vibration of the what we call the universal principle gets you reconnected with your true self we are all one we're disconnected from ourselves. so the chant and the vibration makes allows you to make that reconnection i call it reconnection some people it's the new connection but the reality is a reconnection because you are eternity in manifestation, physical manifestation of eternity. So there's no time you did not exist. But how you exist is dependent on the it's based on the karma that you have created. Right? So um, the deeper aspect of ourself is that we are life itself and life is eternity. And that we are all one. And the, what makes a difference is what we do with our time. What we invest our energy in is what makes us different hmm. uh, we're focused where we're where focus goes energy flows exactly yes <laughs> yes 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 um how did well, i have a lot of questions about i mean i have a lot of questions just generally in life <laughs> Good. Yeah. Yeah. You have this great thing in life. You should be exploring it and understanding it. Yes. Um, what is, so you are a, you teach Qigong. Mm -hmm. And how long have you been teaching that for? Um, professionally, I've been teaching Qigong for about 10 years now. I've been a student of Qigong and Tai Chi for over 25 years. But I just got certified in the last 10 years to actually be a professional um teacher of the, the arts so what is the difference between qigong and tai chi well let's what is qigong first of all let's go there and that's then a, that's a that's a good question that i'm going to try to explain without without the experience of qigong because to not understand anything you have to experience it yeah but i'll do my best if i can but qigong basically is is the um the principle of understanding that life is energy, and then how do we can, how we can connect with the energy? So Qigong is breathing, motion, and visualization of this active force called energy that's in us and outside of us. It's the it's a daily practice, it's the practice of of 
downloading universal energy and then doing creating value with this universal energy for yourself and basically and also helping the environment to become more at, at peace. That's the best way I can say it, so what it is basically. So you're, the practice, it's a practice. Um, it's, it's, for me, it's, it's active meditation, just like chanting is active meditation, right? So, you know, you are an energy field, and people don't understand that you are energy. Um, the Western mind does not focus on energy, and you know, the East call it prana, ki, chi. It's all the same thing. And we're talking about energy. So energy has to be circulated. Energy has to be moved. something in motion, right? And the, the challenge in qigong is to get you to have motion, but also being still while moving. It's like a circle has a center, and the center does not move, but yet the, the wheel is still, still turning. How does that occur? Hmm. You know? Because there's, there's a stability in all of us that we need to get anchored on and from that stability we can create results or we can have you know we can understand life from being sent grounded and centered so when we're practicing qigong we're moving energy the energy around us and in us and trying to bring that in yes and you're incorporating the energy outside to strengthen the energy on the inside Right, mm -hmm. because you're breathing, mm -hmm. you're breathing, you're inhaling, exhaling. It's an exchange of energy inside and out. Right now, we just act, um, utilize emotion, a movement to really, really emphasize the energy more, or use the energy more, because everybody's breathing. Right, right. Uh, no, people are not just generally um, in in control of their energy that they're naturally utilizing. Right. So we're mastering the flow of energy. We're learning how to master the flow of energy to produce greater results than just being um, breathing, right? Because everything is breathing. But as a human being, we can, we can capitalize on this energy, make it more useful. More, more or less, you can optimize your health. You can change conditions inside and influence conditions on the outside. It makes me think of intentionally breathing but yes. intentionally breathing in like the life and energy force because yes. like i've always said like breath is like breath is life but thinking right. about like you're inhaling energy as you go through it not necessarily just breathing yes. right. you become an active um, participant in what is happening you know utilizing the, the, the universal life force and become more active participant instead of being just passive people generally are passive with this this dynamic force that is, it's all around them. That's inside and outside them. As a Qigong practitioner, you're becoming more, you know, active and developing mastership of how it, you, how you can utilize and how it flows inside, making be better use of it. So, are the the are the moves that are in Qigong? I'm assuming they're intentional ways to pull energy into the body. Yeah, there's, there's, there's many different, um, more or less, um, um, word I can say is basically uh, positions or movements you can do. Uh, but commonly, your, your, the hands is the most active means of really directing the flow of energy. Like if you simply do this, yeah, because I've been doing so long, immediately I can feel the flow in my hands. But you can just yeah. simply start by doing this. This is Qigong right here. Just breathe in, 
and utilize just moving the hands in and out, right? Now you're becoming more part practitioner of what's happening between your hands. And what's happening between your hands is happening in the ocean. The, the, the ocean ebbs and flow. You know, and as you goes out, waves go out and waves come in. Right? You can just I can just feel it right now just doing this. Yeah. You know, the sun rises and set, you know, the moon, you know, ebb and flow. You know what I mean? It's, this is it's all Shigong, basically. Which is another means of saying the mystic, the mystic law, universal principle of life. That's what the mystic, can we talk about the mystic law a little bit more? Um, yeah, we can talk about it. Um, there's a universal principle of life we call the mystic law. It's um, translated to be myoho renge kyo, na myoho renge kyo. And basically uh, translates to uh, devotion to the mystic law of cause and effect through sound. So the universal principle of life is cause and effect. Right? For every action, there's a reaction. People generally know it as, right? But what if I was to tell you you are the mystic law in physical form? It takes on a different meaning right now. You know, instead of something happening to you, things happen because of you, things are happening. Things are not happening to you. Because of you, things are happening in your life. Makes me think of just the sound of my voice is translating energy yes. throughout yes. and that yes. even yes. what I'm saying yes. is affecting. Uh, yes, exactly. We, it's like, like I'm saying, like I tried to point out in the book, human beings have more power than they give themselves for, more ability than they give themselves credit for. Right? We give our credit away and we take, give our power away. We want to empower ourselves. You know, that's how, the, that's how the planet is going to change when each individual takes responsibility for their their existence and the experience of life, you know? Because what if I told that, if we knew that, if everybody knew that they were great, would we really have a problem today? I don't think so, because greatness has no need to conquer greatness. You know, people don't know they're great. So, so the overall message of my book is that you are great. That's my overall, overall message. Sorry? That's the overall message in my book, that you are great. You know, and through the, these practices like chanting and doing Qigong and Tai Chi is get you to regret, recognize the oneness and the greatness of your life. You know, if the overall message of my book is that each individual has power, each individual life is dynamic and each individual life is, is deserving of respect. So, you know, right, creating your, develop a higher self-worth, you know, and that's how we're going to make change really occur. Cause now we got a thing going, a hierarchy, inferiority, superiority going on in the planet, and that just creates confusion and chaos. And people suffer because of that. I want to create unity by getting people to understand their own unique quality. I mean, you know, no two people, no two persons have the same fingerprint that tells you how unique you are, how precious your life is. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's worth as much as the same other person has uh, their own um, fingerprints. You know what I mean? Why we, why we want to, you know, judge or condemn or, you know, sabotage or suppress or, or press, you know what I mean? There's no need for it, you know? Yeah. With the, with, the, with the knowledge of self, there's no need for these negative way of operating or being. There's no need for it. This, the knowledge of self in this word that I'm about to say keeps coming up in conversation of the awareness. Mm-hmm. 
if we are aware of ourselves, then we are able to have more compassion towards other people. Yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. You know, the Buddha, you know, his own intention was to save all people from suffering, but by getting them to aware, be aware of their own inner greatness, you know, and why people appreciate the Buddha, even though they don't necessarily practice Buddhism, is because of the qualities he had, you know, compassion, wisdom, and courage, you know? And, you know, what made the Buddha was his behavior as a human being. You know, he wasn't a deity, he was a supernatural being. Well, since you could call him supernatural because he was doing something that ordinary person wasn't doing. Right. Having this deep capacity and appreciation for life. That's what made him a supernatural human being. But other than that, we all have the same ability. You know, we all have the same potential as the Buddha, you know. And people tend to worship because they don't believe in themselves. So they, they tend to worship what that which they don't believe or, you know, just become disgusted by that which they don't believe. You know what I mean? And that would be not by not believing you would not be acknowledging the inner power that we've been using, but like the energy that you have and all the potential that you have, you're saying that you don't value yourself as much as you value somebody or something exactly, else. Exactly. Because this just does seem to be manifested more than you are, but that's their choice. That's their belief, <laughs> right? Nobody's, nobody's limiting your belief. I can, I can suggest, but at the end of the day, you're the one making a decision whether to believe or not, you know? And the greatest thing you believe you need to have is belief in yourself. So then, I mean, why then, why do you think then our culture almost worships other people who do believe in themselves? Is because they inherently want to do that themselves? Do, yes, yes. There's, a, there's an inner knowing that is crying for understanding or acknowledgement, and we suppress it, or we allow ourselves to get distracted. First of all, we're not directed inside. We're directed outside as far as our progression, our understanding, our education in life, right? We're constantly told to look outside ourselves for the things you want. You would have everything you need to exist in life on the inside, right? And there's more to you on the inside than the outside, Right? But we don't pay any attention to the inside. We're always looking outside because outside seems so attractive because it's, it's marketing. You know, you're marketing the outside. You're not mark. there you go. You're not marketing the inside as much as you're marketing the outside. Right. All marketing. You know? Somebody's getting paid by you being distracted from yourself. And they get paid more than you actually would be paid if you were connected to yourself. You know? So. There's, there's a sense, there's an artificial self of existence that wants to maintain its status and its superiority over the, the, the human being, you know, because the power is in the people, right? But people give their power because they're distracted, right? You're not taught your self-worth, right? You're not taught to love yourself. You're taught to love yourself. If you do, you're taught to love yourself based on condition. If right. I'm good, then I'm deserving of love. Or if, if I, I look a certain way. Right. If I achieve certain things, I'm deserving of love. No, you're, you're deserving of love because of a simple fact. You exist. Because if I ask the common person, do you love the sun? Generally, people say yes. I ask them, do you love the moon? They'll say yes. And all the elements in life that we appreciate, other than self, right? We don't put conditions on those, those elements. We just accept them for what they are. But when it comes to ourselves, we have a hard time accepting ourselves. Why is that? 
Because you've not been taught that you're worth everything and that your life is, is, is precious. The Buddha says one life is more precious than the entire universe because in one life is the entire universe. Right? People are not taught, not given this common knowledge or understanding or wisdom. Right? There's nothing greater than you or less than you. You're, we are each just an expression of the oneness. Right? So the intent of the book is to get this, is to publicize this, this, this information of this uh, wisdom that people can start to basically, you know, uh, appreciate and apply to themselves because I want you to understand how great you are as a human being. There's nothing more powerful and dynamic than you're in the, on our earth base right now. You're it. <laughs> you know, this is, this is, life is a journey to discover self, right? It's not to have the car, the house, everything else. That comes with your discovery, but it shouldn't be your old, the, the full end to all is your attachment or what you, you, what you have collected in your life because you can't take any of it when you die. It's not going to make a difference what you, have, what you purchase, what you collected when, you, when, you're, when you're dead. It's not going to make a difference. You can't take it with you. The only thing you can take with you is the actions you have created and the, and the life that the essence of who you are. You know? So it's about, it's about, it's time for us to start paying attention to what is really important in this life. And there's nothing more important and significant than the human being. As far as I see right now, humanity is our potential, not our reality. Because we act worse than animals. We act worse than beasts. Human beings kill for the sake of just no reason. You know, just take life for whatever ignorance or, or fundamental darkness is just, just, you know, basically ridiculous what we do with life in the name of maintaining some, some level of uh, existence. I have two questions. One would be, why do you think it's so challenging for our culture to look inward? Well, it's, it's called education. Yeah. It's the, it's the, the, the education. The purpose of education is, to, is for individual happiness. What Josea told us, says, the second president that Sobel Gakai International says, he said, basically, the purpose of education is for individual happiness. People not educated to be happy, educated to be able to perform a job or 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 function. Right. Right. Because education is supposed to, is supposed to, is supposed, to be a, supposed, supposed to be a liberating force, not enslavement. It's supposed to be a liberating force. Because if you know yourself, you cannot be you cannot be controlled. You can only cooperate and participate, but you can't be controlled if you know yourself. Because then, when you know yourself, then you're rhythm with life. And life cannot be knife. We're trying to we're trying to control life. That's why you have the global warming and the famines and the scarcity. That's right. That's why you try to limit the source of life on the planet for what? For your own selfish purpose and intent, right? Right. So you know, life is an abundance, but right? we make it. We we create scarcity. Start with our thinking and our behavior and our actions. How we how we portray ourselves in the world. You know what I mean? So it's, it's liberate when you start to re-educate yourself to life. Nobody's teaching life, right? It's all departmental, you know? Um, being a lawyer, being a doctor, being whatever other profession you take, you take in, in consideration. They don't teach life in school. How about that? 
life is not generally taught other than biology, right? right. Biology is only um, related to based on the physical person. But you are spirit having the human experience to the body and the mind, right? And we don't make the connection to all three aspects of how you manifest, right? We, we, we separate things. We don't, we don't talk in, you know, synergy or wholeness, right? So because it's departmentalized, there's no rhythm, there's no flow, there's no consistency in the understanding of what is life, you know? It reminds me of the, there was a, there was a, um, a story about three blind men that was asked to describe an elephant, right? So one elephant, one, the first blind man touched the nose and said, the elephant's like a snake, right? Now when they touched the, touched the, 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 the body of the elephant, it's like a wall, right? The other elephant that touched the ears and said, oh, it's like a, it's like a, a, a bird. You know what I'm saying? Because we have these different um, definition of different parts that we are relate with. We think that's what life is. So we limit to understand what life is. Life is everything. It's beyond your self-imposed limitation and how you describe it. And to understand life, you have to be in the process of living it. So when you ask me to describe what Qigong is, you know, I kind of stutter because, oh, boy. How can I? How can I explain? Um, how can I really um, give a a, a, a deep um, description of what is without you know you having the experience of it? You know what I mean? Yeah. For whatever I say to you is going to be my interpretation. Right. You know you have to have your own experience and interpretation of what you experience it, but don't think that your interpretation experience is 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 it all in the end. Because we are all on the same journey, discovering ourselves. I mean, you, if you want to know what life is, discover yourself. Because you know the great uh, messenger or teacher, mentor, Jesus said, you know, to know thyself is to know truth. You know, to know thyself is to know truth. So what we're seeking to understand, we're not willing to go in deep into understanding. We want somebody to explain it to us, right? Instead of having an experience, we want we want to have everything to explain to us and to have their own experience. Your, your capacity to understand is greater than you give yourself credit for, right? But you got to be willing to jump in. You know, like I said, if you want to learn how to swim, in the, in the West, we want to, we we you know, have the theory of how to swim. In the East, basically, they're throwing you in the water, <laughs> generally speaking. Yeah. Then, then you know how to swim. You, you have to have the experience, right? But you also have to have the knowledge to understand what you're experiencing. So it's simultaneously, right? Right. So in the West, everything is, is not, is half. It's all theory and no practice. So you ask people, I'm trying to explain things to people, say, well, I know it. I know that. I know that. I know that. Right? But they're not having the experience of what they know. And that's, why, that's what makes you limited. You're not having the experience of what you think you know. Right? Because your life is bigger than your mind. You know? Your mind is temporary. Your life is eternal. Because when you die, there's no mind in death. But your life goes beyond the physical expression and understanding of your existence. You can't, so you can't have what's per, impermanent, right? Explain what's, what's, per, what's eternal. You know what I mean? Yes. So, if, okay. So then there's, okay, two things. One, that would be how we were talking about earlier of like the things that you do while you are on this planet will live beyond you because of the energy that you're creating and outputting and being in tune with it. Well, that's the goal. Yes, that's yeah. the goal. Yeah. That's what you call, we have a collective karma. You have the individual, individual karma 
that you personally create. We have a collective con we have all created. Like what we're dealing with, what we're experiencing right now, the disconnection, the war, now, all the things that's going on, that's our collective karma, right? Are you either c contributing to that or you, you're working on creating a, diff a different reality, not only for yourself, but for generations? That's the power you have to participate in what's happening right now or participate in something that is, that's going to be more valuable than what's happening right now. That's, that's the supreme power you have. You know, you can be a spectator, you can be a hero. Take responsibility for what's occurring, you know, individually and collectively. Because what's happening is created by human beings, right? Right? And human beings, human beings are, we're influenced by other human beings. We're constantly interacting with each other and we're influencing each other based on our strength of belief in what we're doing or what we're saying or who we are. There's a lot here. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so let me let me tie this back a little bit i have let me sorry i need to set myself for a second so i i'm thinking when we're thinking of of let's i'll use the qigong of do you think that first of all i guess my first question would be what are the health benefits of Qigong. And in, in with that also, do you think that these things are, I mean, I've started reading a lot more like, uh, Harvard medical journals about Tai Chi and Qigong to kind of understand the scientific aspect of it, to be able to integrate this Eastern philosophy and this spirituality sense of energy into like how it's actually helpful for us. Right. Um, Yeah. So, you know, because life is energy, right? And if you understand yeah. energy, it has to flow. And if it's not flowing harmoniously, then there's stagnation. And stagnation is the pain and disease. Most people are, are, are experiencing health or lack of health because of being in pain, right? Or disease, right? And all the Qigong does is open up the, open up the, the, the means for energy to flow harmoniously in, in the one's vessel called the body, right? Like Bruce Lee said, be like water, right? Flowing water. Because water, if it's stagnated, it's going to putrefy, right? And gets dirty and everything else. So energy got to be constantly in motion. If it's not flowing harmoniously, right, there's an imbalance that's being created. Right. So all is because the body can heal itself, right? The body is the, greatest, is the biggest pharmaceutical company in the world, right? So the body can heal itself. It needs your active participant providing the resources and the means for it to maintain that homeostasis, what we call health. Health is nothing other, in the East, in the West they call it homeostasis, right? In the East they call it balance, right? So we, we're, called, we're promoting balance when we're doing Qigong. So you, whatever condition you find yourself in, right? You can get more energy, more vitality, more strength, more awareness, right? Low and common, common condition of people right now, anxiety, stress. I mean, studies have been done Thousands of studies been done on what the effect Qigong has on Qigong and Tai Chi has on anxiety and stress, right? And those are the number two most pertinent things in people's life around. Everybody's anxious, everybody got stress and fear, right? Those are the things that really get people go um, bonkers, right? Because those things, the stress and fear leads to something else. Now, when you have stress and fear, what are you doing? You're weakening your immune system, right? 
person I believe there's no disease or condition that immune system cannot deal with if it's, if it's supported and maintaining the state of health, right? You're born to maintain and live, and live you know, a, a, a wonderful life, but we upset the balance. Because disease means dis-ease, imbalance. That's what disease basically means, imbalance. So your challenge should be, how can I maintain balance? While moving, right? Because you're constantly in motion. The, your body's designed to move. Not like, like we're doing, we're sitting here right now, right? That goes totally, in, you know, not congruent with what the body's in, 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 intended to do. Right. We're sitting too long, right? They call uh, sitting is the new smoking because yeah. you're creating stagnation, right? Everything is setting. All your organs are setting. Pressure's on the organs. The blood is not flowing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because all disease starts with the, with the lack of um, blood circulation, micro blood circulation. Should go out and increase the, blood, increase the blood flow, help you to purify the blood. You bring energy into the body, right? The body utilizes effectively to maintain, for you to optimize your health. Right? Yes. And that makes me think also that we are, we are physically energy. Like we are a manifestation of energy and we have like, it takes energy for us to do things. And we use that term, like I don't have any energy today or I need some more energy. Right, 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 right. Or, you know, take shot, like for instance, take charge of your life. What are we really saying here? You know, when you say, you know, I I was, I was contemplating so that we, I hear that people say, I got to take charge of my life, but they don't understand what that means. You know, they think take charge of life is like I got to straighten my books and everything. Yes, you got to do all of that. But basically, you got to you got to consider your body. You know, take charge of your life is take care of the vehicle, right? Like your car is a vehicle. Gets you from, gets you from point A to point B. Your body is a vehicle taking you from point A, birth to death. You know, from the moment you're born, you're advancing towards death. But how you get there, Right. That takes work. If you really want to have a productive life at the end of your life, you got to work in in the transition or the time you are experiencing the active aspect of your existence, which is called life, right? But life does not end with death, right? It continues. Like, for instance, we we have the four seasons, spring, summer, fall, and winter, right? What comes after winter? Spring. Spring again. Yeah. So having to understand that using your common sense, do you really think life ends with death? When the four seasons that you've been you've been a part of and had to deal with as a human being, do you think it ends with the cycle of, of death? No. It has to continue because the principle of life itself is a cycle. You're born, you die, you're reborn again. You're constantly in this, what they say in the Lion King, the circle of life, right? This is the, this is the momentum. This is, this is what's perpetuated forever and ever. But how you exist, that's what we're struggling with. How to exist. <laughs> well, let's talk more about that. Yes. How Tell to, me more. <laughs> to exist is to respect yourself. Okay. And love yourself more than anything. When you, when you love yourself, this is what I've come to understand in my own journey. When you love yourself, you don't do harm to yourself through thoughts, words, or action. 
Because thoughts, words, and actions is how you create karma. Right? So, you can't afford any negativity if you really want to be, you know, a valuable human being, right? You, you got to be aware of negativity, but don't actively participate in negativity because you're destroying yourself, right? When you think negative, you're starting to minimize, eliminate, decrease the power, the power of, the, of the immune system, first of all. And the immune system becomes weak, then you, you're, you can succumb to anything. I caught a cold. People ask, I catch a cold. How do you, how do you catch a cold? <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you have, a, you have a baseball mitt? You're going to catch a cold? No. Your immune system has become compromised. That's how you catch a cold. Right. Because you're not respecting yourself to protect yourself. Right? You know what I'm saying? Yes. So everything that you're experiencing, things are happening not to you. Think that it's because of you, you have a cold. It's because of you why you're poor. It's because of you why you're sick or anything you're going through that is not conducive. It's because of you why you're wealthy. It's because of you because of everything, right? Everything that you're experiencing is because of you and having the wisdom to value what you're experiencing, right? And don't let make it be more than your life itself because nothing you're going through or have is bigger than your life. That's the point that I like to emphasize. Nothing you have is more important and valuable than life. Life is the most precious thing that you possess. And yet you know a little bit about it. And you don't participate or be actively seeking to understand it. Right? And, to, and when you do that, you're doing this for a big disservice. A big disservice. You know, because life is the greatest thing that you possess. Uh, thinking, same thing, same thing, same thing of the where your attention goes, energy flows. If you're thinking negatively, then yeah. you're going to attract more of that into yeah. your life rather than focusing on bringing. Well, it's choose a better thought, right? Choose, yes. Choose, yes. choose a better thought, choose a better action, choose a better yes. habit. Yes, yes, yes. This is how you can make, maintain the, uh, the optimization of your, of your um, I'm going to say it's your supreme existence. Because now we got to go beyond just existence being supremely existent because the world becomes so dense and so toxic. You got to seek to be supreme, to rise above it, right? And it's not being selfish. It's just being respectful and honorable, right? You know honoring saying? your life, yes. Honoring, honoring yes. your life, yeah. Yes. Honoring your life, right? I mean... I've done many things in my life that I have no regret about that was not less than conducive. You know, I, I've drank, I've smoked, you know. But they tell you partaken in the world. I've done it all. You know what I'm saying? But this point in my life, I only focus on that which maintained the value of my life. Because I'm, I want to know myself when I die. Right? I don't want to be die broken, not knowing, understanding who I am. Right? People don't know who they are. But if you... Yeah, just innately, do you think a dog knows it's a dog? No. You know, does, it? a dog, does a dog know it's a dog? No. You don't think so? Uh, do you think so? I think so. You think a dog knows it's a dog? Yeah. It doesn't question itself. It's That's just true. Has its nature, right? Well, does it know it's specifically a dog, or does it just think that it's a living creature? It's just knows, but we we don't want to give us a name. This thing is we see a dog. Mm. <laughs> right. Human, being, human, being, human beings have labeled everything. So the right? dog just knows itself. Exactly. Right? <laughs> right? But if you ask most human beings, do they know themselves, right? Right? 
they get the perplexed look on their face. Right? Because they don't question themselves. You know, people, human beings generally don't know where they're coming from, where they're going, and who they are. And that's why they're perplexed. They don't know where they're coming from, they don't know where they're going, and they don't know who they are. Right? So if you don't have, if you don't have this basic understanding, as far as I'm concerned, you're lost. And that's why you do things that's not in rhythm or in harmony with life. You seek and you seek and understand it, but you're not paying attention to how to discover understanding. You search for what you already possess, right? Your life is an inside job that is deeper than your mind. Yeah. You know, so the whole purpose of the book is to allow, give the opportunity for this awakening. You know, just open a door so you can explore more and value more, which is your life itself. So let's let's tie this all back into Qigong and Tai Chi a little bit. Well, we still haven't talked about the difference, but but what I'm questioning and well, I'm trying to make sure that I understand. Okay, how do you how do you is it a matter of just being open to something? So when we're talking about energy and moving energy through in the body, is it a matter of, well, I mean, the breath is the perfect example because you, when you're, you're breathing and you can feel the breath rise and fall. And that's why that's yeah. such a, that's why that's such a starting point for feeling all this stuff because you're breathing in energy and you can feel that in your body. And once you become more attuned to it, right. then you can feel that energy moving through your hands and your right. arms and your feet and your legs. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you add your you add your intention to that. Yeah. Energy goes wherever it's directed. Intention that 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 put a whole nother level on living intentionally in my brain. Yes. Because yes. you're you're breathing in you're breathing in life force for an intention to maybe it's to fulfill your role as a um, whatever a spouse a teacher whatever it is but that's right. that I mean does purpose come into that too if we're talking about living intentionally? Yes, all of it. It's yeah. all of it. You know, purpose, purposefully living, right? Yeah. Not becoming a nomad, for, you know, for lack of another term, you know, just wandering, you know, and just wondering. People are just wondering, right? They're not asking themselves the deep questions that, that, is, that, is, that is pertinent to them. Who am I? Where did I come from? Where am I going? Because this is a journey. You're born, you die. And then, you know, you, you reborn again. But the reality is that you go from point A to point B, right? And from point A to point B, what are you doing between point A and point B? And how are you getting to point B from point A, right? Every, everybody wants a safe journey, right? A fulfilled journey. Nobody takes a journey not expecting something uh, wonderful or great. Basically saying, right? Right. But human beings are going from point A, point B without, without any kind of awareness of how fulfillment the journey should be. Because they've been, they've been taught you're supposed to suffer or you, don't, you, should, you should not have X, Y, and Z. Or you, should not, you don't have to consider this understanding of self in this journey. That's miseducation. You know what I mean? That's miseducation. You should always be seeking to be aware. That's where the 
I'm going to call it pop culture, but you're saying marketing, but that's where, that's where the marketing and external factors are telling us that we need things that we potentially don't need when we need to. and, And if we have these things, then we will be fulfilled or happy rather than going inside. Yes, yes, yes. It's not negate these things. Understand their limitation because nothing you possess on the outside, right? You can take with you when you die. It's not going to matter. Where you live is not going to matter when you die. Right. Where you were married is not going to matter when you die. It's only going to matter to those that you left behind. It's not going to matter to you. Right. You're on your next journey. Right. And if you know yourself when you die, right, you're going to continue knowing yourself when you die. (laughs) So then that also comes back to what we do while we are in between point A and point B and what we create and what we put out into the world by our thoughts and actions. Exactly. This is why people can't sleep. They're tormented in their sleep. Could they not take care of the business? And they're not honor respecting themselves. And when they when they when they lay down, you know, that unfulfillment comes clear to them. Or they they get caught up in that unfulfillment of their just just their day. Or, you know, or whatever they got an inventory, a collection of t- moments of existence. Right? right? Because when you die, you can't make any more causes. You wait to be re- you made for, for the right state to be reborn or reintroduced to life again, the activity of life again, right? But your inventory is with you. It's like having a bank account. Mm. Your life is a bank account, the positive and negative, right? If the positive outweighs the negative, right? Then you have a, you have, you have what you call um, credit or an, uh, a, 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 what do you call it? A bank statement, account, accounting out. I used to know this. Accountant, right? You have a, you have a, you have a, you're in the black, more or less, right? right? You got a good portfolio. Right. Right? If yeah. it's a negative, right? Right? You're, you have a liability. Right. See, everything human beings do is explaining life, but we don't pay attention. Banking, accounting is the inventory of your life actions that you have to be accountable, accountable for when you, oh, look at it, they call it accounting. Mm-hmm accountability right right let's put it this way new new awareness you have an active account while you existed that pay pay dividends in the end of your life that only you can reap a benefit from ultimately i mean you have an insurance policy by leave for your for your, your uh, family, everything else. But at the end of the day, your personal account, nobody can cash in your personal account. Right. <laughs> Only you can cash in your own personal account. <laughs> don't, you think, don't, you, don't you think you should be concerned about your personal account? <laughs> 100%. Right? Yeah. Why don't human beings know this? Why don't people know this? Well, you know I know why. Could I tell you? You only, you only, you only live once. Waste it now. You only live once. <laughs> That's a lie. There's no time you did not exist. You know why? Why? Because you possess life. <laughs> life is everywhere. 
and life is eternal. You're, I get it. I, well, I don't, um, so you, you are full of the life that's around us. Yeah. You're full of life. That's infinite. It's like every drop of water is a, is a drop of water in the ocean. It just separates from the ocean temporarily. Right. Right. So your life is just temporarily removed from eternity in, a, in, in, a, in, a, in the most fragmented self or illusionary self, sense. Right. But you're that same, that drop that is you is the entire eternity of life. You see how precious your life is and how significant your life is? You're a drop of eternity in, the ex in physical manifestation right now. You are a drop of eternity. When you die, you return to eternity with a bank account. Right? So then what does that, what is that, what is that, what does that bank account say? It's, that's your, that's, that's you, for you to decide. That, well, but I mean, so like, like, it's like, did you take more than you gave kind of thing? No, you can't take anything. The only thing you can take with you is your, is your action and behavior. Got it. You can't take any physical with you. Right. What made the Buddha Buddha was the behavior as a human being. All you can, like, there you go. All you can take is your behavior. How you treat yourself, how you treat other human beings. That's all you can take with you. Did you create value? There you go. Once again, value. Right? Because you reap what they say. They say it. You know, people speak what they don't understand. You reap what you sow. So if you're sowing good behavior and good action, right? Then what you're going to gain on us, what you're going to gain on the side, on the other side, is the value is the is the is the the positive of that, the value of that. If you don't, then you got to deal with the the negative of that. You know what I mean? But the most the most the most valuable thing you can you can reap is honor and respect for your life. People want a good thing so they can be counted for. They they can count. They can they they have a plus in their in their in their in their chart in their account, right? But if you don't understand yourself, that plus is, is limited in its, in its true meaning, right? Because you should know yourself before you die. You know, like some people like to do good because it makes them look good, right? People like to serve other people because, okay, you know, I look good, I feel good, right? But you're not, you're not honoring yourself. People sacrifice themselves for other human beings, right? Right? Like, you know, you know, like, for instance, you know, in the, in the time I grew up, the parents sacrificed for their children, right? Oh, and, it, and, it, and it, that's going to that's gonna make them a plus, 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 right? But you're, if you're not taking care of yourself, you are slandering life. You're saying their life is more valuable than your life. The point is, all life is precious and all life is equal. That's a balance. So the more you do for others, the more you need to be doing for yourself. It's the balance. There you go again, we're talking about accounting. A balance sheet, right? You want to have a balance sheet, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that that just makes me think of how um, we, as a culture, sacrifice our own health for yes. money. Yes. And business. Yes. We sacrifice ourselves for everything other than, our, other than the true meaning and purpose of your, your existence. I mean, 
having war, isn't that a sacrifice? And, 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 and basically, those that don't make decisions suffer more than those that make the decisions. But that's a waste of life. Right. Right? That's not valuing life. It's not, exactly. It's not valuing life. The point is, you have to, you should learn to value life. And you should be taught to value life in all its manifestation expression. Like a garden. Every flower in the garden makes up the entire garden being beautiful. Every human being adds to the garden of humanity. You know what I'm saying? That's what we got to get. That's what we got onto. We got to start respecting honor, not only those that we want to emulate, admire, but we have to also do the same for ourselves. That's the oneness. That's the greatness. No life is more precious and greater than yours. Human beings got to stop worshiping other human beings. And that's why we're sick, because we're not valuing and honoring ourselves. No, no. That's, that's the only reason why you're sick. Because all sickness starts in the head. It does not start in the physical body. You don't feel well. And then you'd have the wisdom to make the right decision, how you, you know, getting feeling better. And you start grabbing, when you don't feel well, you start grabbing to take things that's got, that don't necessarily get you back to feeling good. That's true. What, what do people do when they don't feel well or when they're not happy? They're, they eat they bad food they or drink alcohol. They call them comfort foods, right? Yeah. Right? Comfort is not making you necessarily, it's not making you strong. It's making you weak. Life is challenging because it's so dynamic. Life is dynamic. It's in the moment. Life is constantly being in the moment. Because we can think, you know, we get we step out of the moment of existence, right? We're never present, right? We either regret the past or worried about the future. You either got you either got depression, regretting the past, or you got anxiety, worried about the future, <laughs> and you're not doing nothing about the present, right? And what is the present? The present is a gift, because if you don't breathe this moment, you're limiting your next moment of existence. You know what I'm saying? Life is the greatest teacher. We just got to pay attention and observe. Life is the greatest teacher, but we don't pay attention to life. We listen to people, we pay attention to people that, that are flashing and doing this, right? And performing and doing this, right? And life is just being silent. Because life gives, gives you everything. Right? And we satisfy with little. Little understanding, little awareness, little knowledge, little wisdom. No, you can have it all. You know what I'm saying? Life is a beautiful thing. Yeah. It challenges you to maintain and recognize the beauty by creating hard times or struggle. But life is a, life is a beautiful thing. Right? And you experience that every time you breathe and how life how beautiful life is. Every breath you take, right, is the wonder of life itself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's crazy. But at the same time, it's so simple. It is simple. Life is simple. We choose to make it complex. Right? Because we, we're not being educated, taught to understand it. You're born. You're told. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to go to school. Blah, 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 blah. That's what you got to do. Blah, blah, blah. Anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. Perform, perform, perform. Do, 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 do. For what reason? 
I'm not saying you should not be doing these things, but have it have a deeper purpose and meaning of why you're doing them. You know what I'm saying? Honor yourself in what you're doing. Honor yourself in what you're doing. Uh, it makes it also sound like have fun with whatever yes, you're doing. Yes, 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 yes. Look, I have done drugs in my past, right? And you know what I realized today? If people knew how to breathe deeply, they would never need to take drugs. It's a, it's a natural high. It's the greatest high you can have. Simply breathe in deep, not shallow. Because human beings deep breathe very shallow. Right. Right? They don't get deep into breath. Right? It's a natural euphoria. Every moment you take a deep breath, if you understand what that deep breath means to you, it means maintain the awareness and capacity and expression of the thing that you have called life. Every breath you take, what are you doing? You're taking in life. And you're exhaling, right, the toxification of life. And this, this is all life does. If you understand, life, all life does is breathing, inhaling, exhaling. That's all life really do. Inhale, exhale. Inhale, <laughs> exhale. Right? Yeah. Right? Right. But we don't contemplate how, how fantastic that is. Because we're not taught that it's important. You're not taught what's important. We're not taught what's important. And everything that you're taught is more important than you. Everything that you're taught is more important than you. And that's slandering the value of the human being. Nothing is more important than you and more precious than you. That's what we need to be, that's what we need to, people need to understand and pay attention to. Nothing is more valuable and important than you. And it's not a selfish state of being. It's an awareness of deep respect for self. Um, it makes me very grateful to have chosen what I'm chosen to do. Cause yeah. like, I, I want to educate people with this kind of stuff. This is why I bring people like you on. Cause I think it's so important. It is, it's, 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 it's essential. We have to change. We need a paradigm shift in the experience of life. We need a paradigm shift. Don't all this ha holding up madness and chaos and destruction is human being like the war between uh, Ukraine and Russia, right? Why is that going on? Because you got one person uh, per se dictating or uh, influencing millions of people to either support or partake in this matter. The Russian people, right? What are they doing about this war? Their leader, right, is violent, destructive, becoming a very destructive force, right? And they're allowing this to happen. Right? Right? The point is, until human beings can start to honor life and realize there's no such thing as a just war. You can't condone violence. If you really want peace, you can't condone violence. That's why Buddhists would never partake or participate in any war, per se. True Buddhism. Right? Because you're violating life. Buddha means life. 
And this is what human beings understand. All life is precious and worthy of and deserve to exist. Because if you educate the human being, you have a different experience of the human being. And then you have a different experience of how you interact with like your plants or your animals or the birds outside. Yeah, yeah. Everything is in rhythm with life itself other than human beings. You got the planets. You don't find Mars trying to conquer Jupiter. Or the sun right. trying to conquer, you know what I mean? Right. Things are constantly in flow, in flow respecting themselves and knowing their, 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 their function and state of being and awareness. A tree is constantly growing until we, until we cut it down, right? So it's supporting itself and it's supporting all other things, right? Why don't human beings understand that we need to support ourselves and support all other, other, other human beings? Why do we don't understand this? We're so, we're so smart and so educated, we don't understand the basic principle of how to exist. Partake and support. Partake and support. Holistically. Partake and support holistically. Well, and this is why, this is why our, I mean, I, 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 not all the time, but more often than I don't, but this is also why when people would hunt, they would like honor the life that they're taking for it to like give life and like have like a whole ceremony around sacrificing something mm -hmm. because they're honoring it. And like the food is fuel and food is coming from living things, whether it's you're eating meat or whether you're eating vegetables, yeah. like that's still life that's giving you life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, yeah. and that's why it's so important to eat healthy too, because it's what matter you're putting in your body. Like if you're putting things that are full of life or not full of life force, then like, that's what you're getting also. Yeah. You are what you eat, read and think and do. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It, it's, it's, I know it, it, it's, 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 it's a lot, but you can take it. You can take it all. Just breathe. You're a human being. You have the capacity to broaden your awareness and understanding. Because, you know, of course, air is your first food that you're digesting. How about that? Yeah. Air is your first food. Right? So if you can't honor the first food, what makes you think you're going to think you're going to honor other, other any other means of food? You can't honor any other means. Because you're not honoring the first mean. You're going to jump to point C and D before you can appreciate point A, which is air that you're breathing. Right? Yes. What do we do? We put it in the air we breathe in. Um. <clears throat> so when we're doing when we're doing moves with qigong, are mm -hmm. we are we we're, we're we're pulling in energy? But is there also an aspect of like when we're moving like with the hands and moving through? Is there a process of you're also like clearing your own energy field yes, while you're yes, doing it? Yes. 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 Qi, which means life force, right? Qigong, the practice of, of Qigong, is life medicine. You know, it's life medicine. You're taking a life medicine, you utilize it effectively in your being. You're enriching your life. The body can heal itself because you're the creator of your own diseases. You're the cause why you're sick. 
You know, people are taught not to take response for their sickness. Oh, we don't know. It's a phenomenon. Mm. Yeah. Because doctors don't ask you, what is your lifestyle that could produce a situation you find yourself in? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because good. Because the disease basically is lifestyle induced. Right. You know. Ninety nine percent. Huh? Ninety to ninety five percent of all diseases are due to faulty lifestyle. Yeah, generationally, generationally, your lifestyle, your parents dealt with life a certain way, adopted certain things, you end up doing the same thing. You could you well, perpetuate the madness or the ignorance. And lifestyle can also be not necessarily what it's your behaviors. That's all it is. That's all it it's is. Your, it's your thoughts and your behaviors and the way that you deal with adversity and the way that you're taught exactly. to deal with those things. Exactly. exactly. And people are not taught to deal with adversity. They want to push it away. They want, you know, I don't want no adversity. Mind. I want peace. So that means I have no problem. That's, that's, that's ignorance. You're always going to have a problem to conquer and to win and to master. You right. all, because life is very compassionate. It wants you to be strong, not weak. Right. If you're not struggling, you're not growing. You're not getting stronger. You're not having pro- any problem. You're not producing a strong human being. You're producing a weak human being. And that's where wisdom comes into play. Too. Exactly. And health requires wisdom, which they don't teach in, they don't teach in med school. They don't teach wisdom in med school. They don't teach you how to listen to your gut. They just teach you how to cut. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I said they don't teach you to listen to your gut. They teach you how to cut. Yeah, exactly. 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 You always know what's going on with you if you, pay, if you listen and pay attention. Well, and then you can also tune into how other people and what they intuitively need as well. Yeah, exactly. That's what I do in my work. Yeah. That's why people think I'm good. You know, I'm listening. I respect you. You come to me with a problem. I'm going to listen. Yeah. But here's what it is. The body, right, holds your thoughts and emotion. The mind will lie, but the body can't lie. Right? So people come and tell me, I have this going on, blah, blah. I say, okay, yeah, okay. Let me see what the body has to say about that. And that's where the manifestation of eternity comes into play because you can't hide what's actually gone through. Exactly. The, the body is amazing. It does not lie. It holds the story and tells a story. Every The body is, I mean, I'm so in love with the body because of its wisdom and knowledge and, and humility and sincerity. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a good servant. The mind corrupts the body, generally speaking. Because, for instance, we have a lot of suicides going on right now, right? Right? Right. People are dying, right? Now, you ask yourself, who's making a decision to take your life? Who's making a decision? That person? Yeah, what part, what part of that person is making that decision? The mind. Exactly. Does it ask the body if it wants to go along? Probably not. No, it takes the body along. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's not listening to the body. It's the no, mind. It's not. Yeah. No, it's not. No, it's not. It just takes the body along. You know what I'm saying? Right? We put so much emphasis on the mind, right? We negate a very significant part called the body. If you treat the body and mind well, they'll serve you well. Right? But we also have to recognize the value of the body. It's as valuable and precious as your mind. People, people worship their mind and negate their bodies. It's a disconnect. 
And when they think of the body, they don't think of it from the outside. Well, I don't look good. I'm fat. I'm blah, 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 right? They never consider what's going on the inside with them. Right? Everything's the outside up portrayal. Right? But there's more to you on the inside than the outside. Right. Why don't you know what your gallbladder does, your liver does, your kidney does? Why don't you know what the cells, how they operate and function in your system? Why? Why don't you know the basic things of what makes you tick and what makes you work? And how valuable and important it is. Why is that not taught in school? Oh, you only know about that when you're going to, you're going to follow this, 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 this um, discipline. I want to be a doctor. No. It should be universal knowledge. Because everybody has a body. Everybody has a body. And it's the vehicle. That comes down to self-knowledge. Exactly. Self-awareness. Yeah. 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 You are amazing on the inside. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. We just need to stop paying attention. Um, have you, I'm, I know you've probably seen this, but one of the most inspirational things for me was seeing the bodies exhibit. Have you ever seen that? I've seen that. I took my children to that. Yeah. 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 And the, I'm, the two, two things, one, all the tiny muscles that are in our face that we never even see. And then also yeah. like the nerves, how they, how they get all those nerves out together. I don't know, but I know, I know. oh my gosh. I know. I mean, how they count your trillions of cells in your body? Or did they, how did they finally come to this conclusion? Did they count every cell? I don't know. But I mean, I'm just going to take for granted that's what it is. Yeah. They just show you how amazing the body And every cell is listening. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, and that, that also resonates on the fact of like, I, my sister has given me the best advice ever. And I will literally hold this until the day I die or forever, follow your energy. And, and like the cells are listening to the things that like you like and what you don't like and the things that you follow. And they're going to be happy when you follow the things that you are, well, that you enjoy. Yeah. I would add to that. Listen to your energy. Listen to but, your energy. Cause your energy speaks to you. Yeah. Right. So here it is, right? Yeah. Your, your true self, right. It's silent. It does not compete with the mind. Right? Because it's, a, it's, in a, it's superior to the mind. So the chatterbox in your head, that's the ego. It's not the true self. The true self is still and silent. And when, you, when the mind is still, the true self will speak. Because it does not compete with the mind. Right. Well, how do you do that? What they call the monkey brain or whatever you want to call it, distraction, whatever. You can run the program if you want to. Life is still. Right? Cause it's not gonna. Comp- it doesn't have to chase you. It is. It is. If you to recognize the truth, like you know, you can do whatever you want. I'm still gonna be here. Okay, when you can, when you get ready, right? People only con- can contemplate themselves when they're in a when a deep bad place or something really hard is about to happen. Oh, then they, they want to be quiet. They want to be oh, oh yeah, ooh, right. Now they're paying attention. It's what you call a wake-up call, right? We all get a wake-up call, right? And if you know this, when I was growing up, they said that many are called, but few are chosen. You ever heard that before? Was that in here? 
No, it's not in my book. No, it's, 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 a, it's an old adage that I've learned to grow up. I've heard over the years of my existence. Many are called, but few are chosen, yeah. right? Oh, many are called, but few are chosen, or many are called, but few... Chooses. Few choose to listen to the call. Right, but here's what I say. Everyone gets a wake-up call. Uh-huh. And they, few, they, choose, they, few, they refuse to listen. Hmm... Everybody gets a wake up because life is so merciful and given. It loves you more than you love yourself. Because when you get me go to in a, in a place of danger, right? You get that call, right? Like when people know that they, they shouldn't have went to that party or shouldn't have involved themselves like that. Before they went to that party, they got a call. Right. <laughs> okay. They ignore the call. That's what you call your intuition and intuitiveness. Life loves you more than you know you love yourself because every cell purpose is to keep you alive. It wants to keep you alive, right? We keep on ignoring and destroying ourselves because we're not paying attention and we don't listen. You have an internal GPS. Nobody's not born with an internal GPS, right? We turn it off. Consciously? Consciously. We turn it off. Yeah. We turn it off. Well, you're taught to turn it off. You're, you're not taught to listen to yourself. Right. You're crazy. <laughs> right? You don't know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're not going out with the norm, right, or the, uh, you know, the, the GP, general public, you're crazy. Yeah. Right? But everybody is unique and everybody possesses ultimate power. Everybody's unique and everybody possesses ultimate power. And all life is great. That's what the master Buddha knew and tried to get people to awaken to the truth with themselves. Right? And it's a challenge to maintain that awareness of greatness, not only for yourself, but for everyone. I'm challenged every day. I'm just, I'm just doing it better now than I did, you know, five, ten years ago, or even a year ago, or a minute ago. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I work on it because, you know, like everybody else, I want to win. I'm playing the game of life to win, not to lose. Right. <laughs> All right. I'm in the game of life. To, I'm in the game of, I'm in game of, I'm in the game of existence to win. Because I know I'm going to die. Right. As much as I want to hold on to this impermanency, I know I'm going to die. And I'd rather not die knowing than not knowing. So I keep I do everything in my power to keep myself aware. Right? Because I know at the end I gotta deal with the, the consequence of my actions. Whether you see me or not, I have an inventory that I have to answer for. That's why people are afraid of death. They know they got an inventory. They know what they did. Nobody gotta tell you what you did. You know what you did. And everybody gotta answer for themselves. Right? Responsibility and accountability? Exactly. Accountability. Exactly. Yes. Yes. <sighs> Loving yourself is not being selfish, it's being responsible. Right? They tell you it's being selfish. Now, if you understand what true love is, because when you love yourself, you have more love to share. Because you're giving yourself energy first. Yes. Right? And you don't give what you need, you give excess. And you got so much love, you can afford to give 
excess. So it says, what it said, your cup runneth over. Yeah. Wouldn't you want your cup to run over with love other than nothing or, or you know, emptiness? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're not lacking love. You're not giving yourself love. You're not lacking love. You're not giving yourself love. That's why you feel like you're lacking love. Life is an abundance. You're not lacking anything as a human being. Well, the mind creates the lack. Exactly. That's what we got economics <laughs> and politics. And that's in the mind. I mean, the mind, would you consider the mind and ego the same thing? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So the mind creates the stories that is it, does, does it, I mean, does it do that to protect itself? Yes. 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 The yes. ego death, right? The ego death. Yes. So it does it to yes. protect us yes. from the ego death yes. rather yes. than. Yes. Yes. But the ego needs a master. Because you are a spirit having human experience through the body and the mind. You can have the ego doing its own thing. It does not know you because you don't know you. How's the ego going to know you? You don't even know yourself. But, you know, you, we have served the ego to protect us. And it's doing such a great job, it has removed us from connecting with ourselves. Because it's always guarding and protecting and that considering more than what it is doing. What a weird thing. Is this weird? It's crazy. I mean, does the ego come from the prefrontal cortex? Uh, physically, um, I'm not certain about that, but you know, that's just a physical um, place, but it's, it's, it's all- Like mystic. cats don't have egos, do they? I've never thought about that. <laughs> Well, all life is one. All life is no. You know what? All life is one. All life is one. Let's put it this way: they're more in tune and rhythm with a superior superior entity called life than we are. Right. And that's all it is. But we all because look at look at this way: when we do um, study disease or do experiment, what do we use? We use animals, right? Why? Because we all made this basically the same thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying so all life is one right you mean yes. but you know um we just gotta get back in rhythm with what is life <clears throat> well now that you left me with eight thousand more questions this will probably be a good place to wrap it up for today yes. sure. <laughs> i could do i could talk about this all day yeah, I appreciate you for yeah. asking for wanting want to discover. I appreciate you for wanting to discover and taking the journey into your awareness of self and you know, honor respecting your life, basically. And you and you doing that, you respect honor respecting all life because your knowledge is, and wisdom is not only for you, it's so you can share and help others. And that's, and that's the success of a human being. Yeah. How many people can you help? You have to, I have to help myself first at the same time. Like if yes. I don't, if yes. I'm not learning these things and applying it to myself, how can yeah. I even share that with other people? Exactly. Right. Uh, you know, the, the I give, I, I give you, uh, my, my, the developer of my, um, deeper awareness, you know, when my daughter was born 28 years ago, I just started this journey into health on this level and, um, New Year's Eve, I can get out of bed, my sciatica blue. 
because I was being a hypocrite. I was in the service of other people, but I was concerned myself. And I was, I was preaching to other people. You need to take care of yourself, you know, blah, 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 blah. Doing the, doing the talk, right? And right. not applying it. I've never had pain like that in my life. I never had pain like that since. <laughs> I call sciatica pain man's pregnancy. It was a wake-up call, hmm. right? You can't be a hypocrite if you're going to do the work. Right. You got. You got to apply. You got. You got to do what you say and do what you, do what you do as you do. You know what I mean? So that's when I learned the deep lesson: the more you do for yourself, the more you need to be doing for others, and vice versa. Balance. I was not balanced. Disease is nothing other than you creating. You're creating imbalance. Disease is that you've created imbalance. And the body is so merciful, it's bringing it to your awareness. Pain is an alarm. Did you notice? It's an alarm. That's all it is. Pain is an alarm. Yeah. There's an imbalance occurring. We need to do something about it. Right? But we don't have the wisdom to know what to do about it, or take the right action to, 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 to resolve it. Um, that's, that's, I'm sorry. <laughs> She came up to say hi. It was funny. Um, I lost my train of thought because I got distracted by her. But um, sorry, can you say your last thing one more time? Panton. Pant. No, no. I said the last thing you said. Oh, the last thing I said. Okay. <laughs> I was saying that the you know the more you do for others, the more you need to yes. be doing for yourself. Yes. That's balance. Yes. Yes. Right. Life is balance. Life is everything. You know, life is balance. Life is true. Life is blah blah. Life is everything. Right. Keep your sense, keep yourself in the center. Don't be like the three blind men. It's a wall. It's a snake. It's a bird. You know what I mean? No, it's, it's life. If you stand in the center, then you know your relationship with it. And you won't lose yourself in the relationship. It's not about losing yourself in the relationship with yourself or others or, or everything around you. I like... Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sorry. No problem. <laughs> I like I like what you said about that the pain is a wake up call. Yes, an alarm. That's all it is. It's an alarm. And I think it can also it could be physical pain, but also the psychological pain of not being content with who you are, or happy with yourself. That's yeah, that's it's, it's, an alarm in itself. That's why the alarm goes off. The, that's why that's I mean that's that's how merciful life is. Yeah, it's always trying to make you aware. Pay attention. It wants you to be happy and joyful yes, in abundance. Yes, yes, that's why the book is called Claim Your Happiness. It's already there. Yeah. It's already there. You simply have to claim it. Yeah. Go inside and discover yourself. It's already there. What you seek in life, you already possess. Like you said, it's being content with self. People are not contented with self because you're not enough. And that's what you preach to every day. You're not enough. You need more. You need this. Next, you need things to fill you up to be happy. That's a lie. Right. You don't need anything to make you happy other than you recognizing your truth, yourself. Because happiness is a prerequisite for being unhappy. We make ourselves unhappy by allowing us to be marketed to what happiness is. It's psychology. It's um, what do they call it? Um, Fifth Avenue or you know, wherever the big publish, uh, marketing publicies, I think it used, to be, it used to be in New York. It's all over the world, right? It's on the, it's on the internet. It's all over the world right now. But, yeah. you know, it's all marketing. Somebody's going to profit from your imbalance. People are profiting from your imbalance. 
Cause now you need the pain, you need the pain meds, you need a drug man, you need a the, the drug pusher, you need a, you know, all these things you need, you need, you need, you know, no, no, you need, you need, you need, you need. What do you need? You need to breathe. <laughs> That's what you need. <laughs> you simply need to breathe deep. And you can fill yourself up with everything else that you about that's going to create value for yourself. That's it. If you breathe deep enough, you create the things that's going to, you're going to learn to create, to appreciate the things that are valuable for yourself. You'll know what's valuable for yourself. Because there will be that awakening. By simply breathing deep, there's an awakening. You know, and that's what Shigong does. It allows you to expand yourself to embrace more of life and appreciate more of life. And, and discover the oneness of life by you simply being you. Good stuff, Adele. Thank you, Megan. Um, where where healingartstouch.com? dot com? Mm-hmm. That's the website. All right. If you want to learn more, go there. Healingartstouch.com. dot com. Yeah, they can get contact with me there. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. I'm excited to uh, bring some of my students to come visit you this weekend. Awesome! Looking forward to meeting your, yes. your wonderful. Your, your uh your tribe yes i'm excited yeah. i'm gonna i might have to ask you to autograph this for me of course, <laughs> of course. all right thank you so much thank you megan thanks thank you guys so much for tuning in check out the show notes for the links to get adele's book and learn more about his practice and if you liked this episode please share subscribe like whatever you need to do to help spread the word, to help everybody else get fit, feel good, have fun and have a great day. We'll see you next week.